podcast, The Final Frontier. These are the conversations of the friendship Matt Myra and Andrew Secunda. Their continuing mission. To seek out old adventures with contrived civilizations. To boldly watch episodes that one of them has watched before. Hey everyone, welcome to Star Trek The Next Conversation, November's number one podcast for one podcast. I'm Matt. I'm Andy. <laughs> Happy post-Thanksgiving. I mean, actually, I guess this goes up December. For, it's got to go up tonight. No, it's got to, well, tomorrow can go up. Oh, no, I guess it, it no, this this can go up tomorrow. No, this can go up, this is the 30th, right? But this, there's we only, don't. There's only, how many oh, days? Oh, yeah, we yeah, do we have to put, put it up, it up tonight. tonight. So yeah. I'll put it up tonight. Oh, wow. Happy Saturday, everybody. Happy Saturday. We're going to do a lot of recording today. <laughs> if you're in our president's uh, Patreon circle, you're really going to see the punchiness uh, slip in. We'll see. Around hour five. Um, you, did you put the other one up? You must have. It's the 30th. You didn't send it to me. You're shitting me. No. Oh, my God. It's going to be a lot of content. A lot of content coming out today, everybody. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> we both uh, we both been under fire a little. Oh bit. <laughs> my God! What is happening? Uh, well, good news is uh, everything's there. Go yeah. check. <laughs> refresh, yeah. refresh. Yeah, if you guys want content, you got it this month or uh, today. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ! I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, the month got away from me, and it just sort of disappeared. I understand. I don't know where it went. Uh, I'd like some of it back. Yeah, but. Uh, since we don't have the benefit of time travel, like some sort of con man from New Jersey in the previous episode, uh, we're stuck with uh, what we got. So, did you um, did you have a nice Thanksgiving, man? Uh, what was your dish that was your favorite? I cooked everything. I made the turkey, the mashed potatoes, the green bean casserole, the sweet potato mash. Holy the, crow! Uh, did your did your stuffing. family come here? Uh, Dory's family was here. Dory's family came. So they rented a house nearby, and I cooked everything there, which meant I had to bring over so much kitchen utensils. It made more sense than just doing it here? Yeah, it just wouldn't Not enough fit everybody. I see. We had uh, Dory's siblings, their spouses, and their children. Whew. And Dory's parents. So it sounds like it was I mean, I'm not gonna. I, I, there's no comment on the family, who yeah. I'm sure are delightful. That sounds like your nightmare. Uh, I mean, more my nightmare was the fact that for three years we had agreed to do this. We we're gonna go to Vegas for this Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. Yeah. And about four months ago, everyone decided that they wanted to just come here and rent a house in Los Angeles instead of us all renting a house in Vegas. And I got very perturbed by that. Well, because I we would have like gone out to one of the delightful Thanksgiving buffets in Las Vegas, and I well, wouldn't have had to cook. Sure, not to mention you would have been in, in your... Vegas. It would have been my happy place. Yeah. So that didn't go to plan. So I literally spent from about ten o'clock in the morning till four thirty p.m. literally the entire time cooking. Wow. So, but it happened. How was yours? You went back east. Went back east for, for a day, <laughs> basically. Uh, red eye on Thursday, return on uh, red, no, eye on no, red eye on Wednesday. Red eye on Tuesday night. Oh, and then okay. I came back. Oh, I thought you were taking the red so eye I, Wednesday. So, so I had, you had two days. Dinner with my parents, then went out to Scarsdale for uh-huh. the relatives. Had a delightful uh, 
There was a sweet potato casserole that was uh, delicious that my cousin Katie made. There was a... Uh, oh, was a... I had the best p- pumpkin pie I've ever had in my life. I mean, you know, I'm not a pa- fan of pumpkin pie. Well, to me, it's like a fake pie. Oh, I love it. And uh, this was the best I've ever had. And it was from a uh, restaurant, a Hollywood place called Hollywood uh, Pie Hole. Hollywood Pile? How have I not heard of that? I have not heard of it either. Dory found it, oh, picked up the pies, and they were fucking great pies. Well, if you want to sponsor us, Hollywood Pie Hole, we're really talking a lot about you. <laughs> On Hollywood Boulevard, uh, not far from our friends at the Ripley's Believe It or Not Auditorium. You know, uh, they're no longer... <laughs> they the can still to... be our friends. <laughs> they could be our friends. They are our friends. But our friend Corey Dacey, uh, Lieutenant Commander Corey Dacey, we're, we're upping your rank. Just uh, That's my decision right there. <laughs> Nicely done. Um, for your support. Uh, he uh, He's uh, moving on to uh, greener pastures. Good for him. Um, and so... Uh, I hope that wherever he goes next also sponsors the podcast. Um, but in the meantime... I hope so, too. Our friends at Ripley's, thank you for supporting the podcast throughout... Which means there's an opening at the top of the show. If anyone needs to sponsor this program, it's get upwards of sure true. one ad a month. <laughs> <laughs> it might change. Who knows? Whatever the case, you'll pay for what you get. <laughs> uh, Matt. Yes, Andy. Let's get into it. Okay. Matt, would you have them watch this episode? Ugh, if you have to. <laughs> <laughs> what circumstance would they be forced to watch it? If they're a completionist. Uh, right, I guess that would be it. If they're following along with us. If you're an Alexander, uh, Alexandriac? <laughs> if you are, I don't I know I only watch the episodes with Alexander. <laughs> oh, man. There's somebody out there like that. I... Uh, God, what a terrible child. Yeah. I mean, sure, his father's busy, but... Uh, ugh. Now, I wonder, well, I guess we're going to get into it, but I wonder if all Klingon children are like that. Like, it seems like it's kind of like what a child Klingon would be like, kind yeah, of picking but, fights and being a dick. Yeah, I feel like the Worf wouldn't <laughs> steal something and lie about it. Well, that's true. But Worf, generally speaking, seems much more honorable than most Klingons. This is true. I mean, that, I think that's the human human side of his morality. Oh, that is a little bit racist right there. Human <laughs> upbringing. Human. <laughs> human. I'm saying it like a Ferengi. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we'll get into it when we, we get sure into will. it. Um. Uh, all right, I guess I'll just open up the Admirals Club. Well, let's step right on in. Man, it's been a while. Yeah, I mean, if I you don't remember. even want to get in. <laughs> all you got to do is leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and uh, you'll be welcomed with open arms. Um, I got a, a, I got three, and I'm, you know, it's it's chock full of Christopher Pike uh, Medal of Valor awardees in the President Circle today. Just giving you a heads up because uh, people uh, this month, interestingly, seem to. Uh, I, well, it's not interesting, I guess, it's because we, we aren't putting up podcasts except once a month. There's there's a few less hails going into the hail bag. Well, maybe no one had anything to say about a matter of time. That's fair. And there's a lot of uh, commentary in our president circle, so there's going to be chock full of that tonight okay. um, on Patreon. Uh, the first one, the Admiral's Club, uh, admittee, is uh, from Caraface, who says, Oh, captains, my captains. I was recently introduced at the podcast by a friend 
and I am borderline uh, sorry, and I am borderline creepy, obsessed with Matt and Good. Andy. I am working my way through the old episodes, and while I suspect it likely improves with time, I no, it does not. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Not at all. Sorry, Caraface. Uh, I currently cannot get enough of their uh, complete inability to stick with a consistent structure, play the correct sounds on crew, cue, or even vaguely on topic through uh, stay vaguely on topic through an entire episode. It's so endearingly hilarious, and it's such a delight to listen to two guys who are clearly such good friends. Is that true, man? <laughs> I guess it comes across <laughs> in the audio. Dissect and bicker over each episode. Matt's trek knowledge is vast and impressive, and the fact that Andy is watching these episodes for the first time means he often brings things up that offer a brand new perspective or angle that a seasoned Trekkie may not have considered. I sincerely hope they see this project through the end. I wonder what to, to her We are. Him, we are slow, the slowly, end but surely. I think it's at least, at least the end of TNG. Um, live long and prosper, gentlemen. Keep up the thoroughly mediocre and hilarious work. But she probably just means, or he probably just means um, through uh, Voyager. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the end to her. Is it, and after so that, that is Enterprise? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and the next is from DJ Patrick 35 who says, Too short a season. I love listening to this podcast. It's a great podcast and a welcome reunion with my favorite Star Trek iteration. I have to say it's so nice to listen to a man make first contact with several relics to pay the price to the nth degree oh, wow. of the first two seasons. Wow, that is uh, so many titles of episodes. Listening to these two brothers, one coming of age, <laughs> the other skin of evil, oh, my God. is truly the best of both worlds. So I'm the skin of evil, I, guess so. I assume, <laughs> even though Andy is of age. Uh, all right. Uh, and then the last one is from Kat Gert who says, two weeks in, I discovered this podcast about two weeks ago and have arrived at Skin of Evil. Evil. Maybe one day I'll catch up to you and hear this, enjoying the journey of my childhood, Catherine. Um, there are a lot of people... Catherine, you're going to catch up. <laughs> there are a lot of people who have who have been sending uh, emails and comments about having... Caught up. Nearing caught, catching up. They're in the process of catching up. Yeah. They're excited that they can catch up. Oh, you can. So there is an upside to our complete lack of productiveness. Well, it's not a lack of... Uh, overall productiveness. It's a lack of productiveness of this program. That's all I meant. Which is, uh, yeah, it's hard. Andy sometimes is at work much later than I am, and I usually have to start work much earlier than him. And uh, as a result, uh, sometimes it rolls around. It's 10 p.m., and it's like, maybe we could do a podcast. And 10 p.m. is my bedtime. <laughs> so I got to get up yeah. at 5.30. It's really crazy. We started this because we figured, oh, we'll always be at the same schedule. We'll always have the same schedule. We don't have the same schedule, but we work in the same place. (laughs) Uh, Ready for the president's circle when you are, buddy. Oh, well, let's just fire it on up. Hello. Oh, man, the sensor's broken. (laughs) There we go. Beautiful. Oh my God, Andy! I, I I wasn't even prepared for this United Federations of Planets President Circle. It that, has that's... it has the grandeur of Naboo. <laughs> that's how beautiful it is. Naboo. <laughs> Wrong franchise, my friend. I know. Uh, hang on, hang on. All Let's right, just see. On. I'm sorry, everybody. So just, he's, he's just plotting, gotta, I, I'm talking to the hollow he's DJ. He's plotting the hollow DJ as okay. we speak. Thank God. Oh, oh it's nice. the holiday season, everybody. Oh, it's early. 
Got this Christmas is, decorations this up is, early. This uh, is the Main Street USA uh, Disneyland Hollywood Loop. And that's what the uh, the President Circle looks like right now. It's oh. Main Street Disneyland USA at Christmas time. Wow. Ooh, that looks beautiful. So magical. What would it be like if you and I went to, together? It would be like... We'd be like, why is it so crowded? Don't these people have anything better to do? Should we should we eat this? Why'd we eat that? It wasn't that good. Well, that's uh, true. Do you want to wait in line for this thing? I don't you know. You and I it's together, like you don't think we would squirrel out the the good things to eat at Disneyland? Dude, I've been I've combed over that place. It's there's few and far between. It's definitely few and far between. But I feel like they had there's nothing. There's nothing that's just like that was killer. But you definitely had things no. like, hey, I'm at Disneyland and I had an okay meal. Yeah, well, meal. Eh. I feel like it's hard to get a good meal there. Car- What's the, the fancy uh, one? Calif- the Carthay Circle and the California Rose, which is the California place. Rose. That was the one that, that I that one's good. I yeah, had a, I had a meal there and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, Napa Rose. Sorry, Napa, Napa Rose. Rose. That's yeah. what it is. Napa Rose. It's in the Grand California Hotel. Anyway, yeah. the holodeck is buzzing. Here are atten- uh, our, um, the awardees of the Christopher Pike Medal of Valor. Uh, congratulations to you. These are the people from our Patreon President Circle. The boldest of the bold, the most beautiful of the beautiful. I bet sometimes people are like, are they, are they actually going to get the content out this month? I feel like they must be like that today. And oh, uh, sure, I think that <laughs> it's coming. Don't I worry. mean, I don't know if I'm co- we're causing people anxiety. I'm we panicked. apologize. I'm we panicked are. about the fact that it's the thirtieth. I worry that we're not going to be done recording by the end of the thirtieth. <laughs> With our verbosity, <laughs> um, uh, if you want to go over there and uh, you can join our lieutenants level, and then you get we're currently covering Discovery. We're about to jump into season two of Star Trek Discovery. I am, for one, I'm incredibly excited. And uh, but first, our... we're gonna do season one of The Mandalorian. We're not. We're not. I'm kidding. I, I I'm really kidding. think you should. <laughs> I'm kidding. I've been watching it. I gotta tell you, it's oh, awesome. I'm sure it's great. Fallen Order, by the way, great game. Enjoying it thoroughly. Oh, really excellent story. Who, who are you in that? Who am I in that? Like, who's the character? Uh, I am a Padawan who, five years after Order sixty six, survived the purge. It feels like that should be in a. In a VR, is that an, is that a VR option? It should be in a VR. It should have a VR option. No, it's it's third person. It's a lot like Uncharted. It plays like Uncharted. Okay. And 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 Sekiro or whatever have the hell you, that, that samurai game was. Have you played the VR X-wing demo? Yeah. I gotta tell you, I play that, and then the next one doesn't have any, and I'm like, I don't understand. It's it's the greatest thing ever. Why would they not just make all of their games like that? Well, you know, Andy, I'm sure you were one of those people who was disappointed by the failure of the Nintendo 3D uh, Virtua Boy. <laughs> I don't remember that one. <laughs> uh, you were probably like, why are this is the greatest thing? Why am I only getting tennis on this? Was it great? Uh, it was fine. It was a failed thing. Much like your love of 3D televisions. You're saying that they're, uh, they're, well, they're, virtual reality is here to stay. The 3D televisions may be gone. Uh, it's here to stay, I, yeah, but I don't know if it's in the form that we currently have it. Anyway, the President's Circle is not the place to be discussing what technology of entertainment will keep us going. Fair. Our first Christopher Pike Medal of Valor awardee is Lieutenant Joe Moore, who says, Hi guys, loving the show, proud to be in the President's Circle. <laughs> I was wondering if either of you played the Star Trek TNG video board game. I had it as a kid, and it was a total hoot. Here's a fun taster of what to expect. Is this the Klingon one? Uh, yeah. Did we cover yeah. it at some point? Uh, no, I've seen parts of it. Here's, uh, go ahead, play it. Yeah. You 
It's Gowron. The one who is moving now. On the Enterprise. Answer! Who is moving now? Respond! You! The one it's... who is moving now. Because it's clips that it Answer! goes to, depending you. on what you press. The one who is moving now. I'll go to later. <laughs> <laughs> He's really... <laughs> He's really Gowroning it up. I would like to know why Gowron was on the bridge of the Enterprise. When you rewind the tape, you'll experience the time warp and move back in time. Experience beach. Experience beach. What is he saying? I don't know. Anyway, it does seem like a hoot, Joe. Thank you. VCR games. Remember those? Yeah. My friend's uncle was the, uh, they had the Clue VCR game. Oh. And he played, uh, my friend's uncle played. uh, No tie into the movie, I see. Professor Plum. No. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, just a Milton Bradley production. And, uh. That was always the coolest thing to me as a kid. It's so fun. He was in the VCR game for Clue. It's so fun. I wonder who Miss Scarlet was. I don't know, Andy. Is that your favorite? (laughs) Is Uh, she the most talented? Because she's the prettiest. Just one second. Oh, no. Andy needs a girlfriend. Still? This unbelievable. Um... Okay, Lieutenant Cosmo Moore writes us, Hey, Matthew and Andrew. Uh, what's, what was your favorite Halloween costume you ever dressed up in? What was the lamest? Last year, my three-year-old son demanded uh, my wife be Dr. Crusher for trick-or-treating. You really haven't programmed, Cosmo. <laughs> uh, lucky me. My most embarrassing Halloween moment, I was four. I wanted to be a bear, so I wore uh, my mom's uh, brown fur coat. However, four-year-old me insisted on being naked underneath because bears don't wear pants. Yikes. Good thing I didn't grow up to be a weirdo. Oh, wait. I can tell you mine. Uh, <laughs> it's very on theme. I'm really Star War- in, the, in the Star Wars head today. Um, I dressed as George Lucas one year. Like in a flannel with jeans? <laughs> and flannel? Like a, you carried around a little 16 millimeter camera? I had a, I don't know if it was a Raiders cap or it was some kind of like something that he had worn like on yeah. one of his production things. And uh, and I had a little little camera. And uh, What year was that, you think, Andy? Uh, it's going to be 1999. <laughs> yeah, it was probably, I was too old. I don't remember. How about uh, you? Uh, I think the Quint one from this year was great because I had my son as a baby shark, so that was that's fun. so amazing. Uh, and then there, there he is. That's my friend's uncle right there. Check yours. There's a chapter on me. <laughs> on just about everyone. Really plot. Oh, that was uh, an important experiment. <laughs> important. You can hear the fucking New really? England accent. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Plum is not very well spoken. That was an important. <laughs> oh, that's very funny. What is is the other guy? Who's the other guy? That's uh, I don't know. I mean, what character? What? Why has he got a thing on his ear? Right, probably something that happened previously in the game. I don't know, Andy. I guess the uh, salt shaker there needs filling. Easiest pie. Mrs. Peacock. Yes. I guess that's Mrs. Scarlet. Although, why is she in pink? Or is there a different one? I don't remember. Well, it also could have faded over time. <laughs> Mr. Oh, Barney no. was poison. Boss budget. He used to make me taste everything huh? before he'd eat. There's a whole story in dialogue. Wow, we <laughs> should not play it. Anyway. Um, okay, Lieutenant Andrew Gibson oh, writes Oh, worst costume. Uh, the... Um, Oh, I, I, you know, I didn't have in sixth grade. I didn't have a, a Star Trek shirt, so I made a 
Scotty uh, uniform out of a red sweatshirt and a my Delta badge was tinfoil. I made it out of tinfoil. A half-assed cosplay. It was very half-assed. <laughs> <laughs> and I think my pants were black sweatpants. It'd be kind of funny to shoot a full full budget production and then have you as one of the characters in, in that, that uniform. <laughs> what's, what's with that guy? It wouldn't look much worse than the Star Trek uniforms in uh, Andy's episode of the Goldbergs. He actually he accidentally incinerated his uniform and so he, has to, he had to try to make one. Why didn't he just replicate one? Well, I mean, it's TOS. Sure. We're, we're not sure no we're replicators. replicating... Uh, okay, Andrew Gibson yes. writes us, Daphne from Fraser has more powerful psychic powers than Troy. <laughs> a massive yeah. missed crossover opportunity. Uh, for for Jane Leaves, are you saying for... I'm, I'm confused as to what the crossover would be. I know yeah. they both shot on Paramount at the same time, so... Sure. <laughs> I guess there's a there's a time some kind of time, time situation. situation where they have to go back Daphne to Seattle. Daphne is brought forward. Well, or... As you know, of course, we have the captain of the Bozeman was Kelsey Grammer, so yeah. you know, it could have it could have done it. It's possible. Lieutenant Gary Martinez says, Hey guys, great to have another episode. I wanted to mention one of my pet peeves on TNG concerning military time. In movies and TV shows, whenever somebody uses military time, they always say hours at the end. No one in the military states uh, time this way. No one. For example, the battle simulation begins tomorrow at 1,400 hours. Don't they uh, always say at 0600? Don't they say, don't they, well, I guess they don't always, but they do it a lot. They do add hours to it a lot. I think they do, because that is how the audience thinks about thinks about it uh, or thinks that they're supposed to say it and clearly we're, we're wrong as a veteran every time I hear it that chaps my hide in the last TNG episode a matter of time Rasmussen says Andy pause spoiler ready okay Captain have you any idea what has just happened our sensors detected a temporal distortion then your ship appeared we nearly hit you <laughs> there you go it's a little little, little uh Little treat for Andy. Wow. Something to look forward to. I Captain Bateman of the of, uh, Captain Morgan of the uh, USS Bose. Wait, Captain Morgan Bateson of the USS Bozeman. <laughs> Thank did your, you. Did your brain explode when that happened? Uh, I think I was not into Frasier as much as I am now when that uh, aired in 1992. <laughs> yeah, um, our levels are okay, right? We sound loud to me, but that... You are just so loud. No, I'm kidding. Uh, well, let's see what the volume add is over. This is the hey, kind of thing that Andy. people... This is Andy's Oh, voice. that's because this thing is pegged. Okay. Jesus Christ. Okay. My wife was recording, and she likes apparently the volume at 100. Great. 100. Um, let me finish uh, Lieutenant Martinez's thing. Um, uh... So, okay, uh, in the last TNG episode, Matter of Time, Rasmussen says, As long as it's before 0900 tomorrow, that's when I'll be heading back. I was so pleased to hear him use military time correctly. I wonder if Rasmussen, this is me, I wonder if Rasmussen is uh, is uh, ex-military based on that. So just remember, every time you hear someone say hours at the end of military time, just know that I die a little bit on the inside. Keep up the great work. Gary. I get it. I get it, Gary. Um, and our last... Oh, Christopher no. Pike, Medal of Valor awardee. Congratulations to all of you, by the way, is Lieutenant Christopher Coffey, who says, I just want to say, he's a new, uh, he's a new, um, new subscribee. Yeah, new patron. Yep. In the president's circle. Uh huh. Andy's hand is up. He's here for the first time. 
No, he's looking at him. Oh, there he is. <laughs> there he is. He's over there. I'm pointing at him. He's waving. I just want to say it's an honor to finally be in the United Federation of Planets President Circle. And he puts a lot of L's. Uh, also, how excited are you to be starting DS9 in six years? <laughs> uh, you know, if we went at, our, at the actual pace, it would be like a year, a year and some change would be in DS9. But if we keep going at this pace, Andy, 900 years. Yeah. I thought... Well, I shouldn't say this on there. <laughs> okay. Uh, I was just the thing I was going to say is maybe we can get it up to two at least a month and kind of like hold that. But right now, it's I mean, insane, it's but. it's uh, it's really up to uh, our schedules and 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 you know, we really are trying. Really, there for are that many to happen, many texts we, we would exchanged. Have to have, like, are you available now? Are you these available weird now? windows that like. It's the, the, the shitty thing is that like Andy's availability usually falls weekend days. That's the only time I get to have Henry around, uh, and we don't have a babysitter on the weekends, so it's like tough for me to make Dory just watch Andy watch Andy <laughs> while Henry and I podcast. What weekend nights I usually reserve for crying alone. You know, I just I want to wind down at the end of the day. The kid goes out and about. Let him out. I'm not going to fault him for that. He needs a social life. Look at him. He needs a girlfriend. I'm trying the best I can. <laughs> um, that's it. Okay. My friend. I guess we should exit. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, uh, there we go. Shuffle pass, shuffle pass, shuffle pass, shuffle pass. Hallway. I was shuffling past everybody. Oh. <laughs> it was crowded in there. I didn't know we were going out that way. Um, all right. Oh, you let's... thought we went back through the back door, which is usually makes the most sense for us. Yeah, to yeah. Do that? You, yeah, you, no, you not today. Things. I changed okay. it up all because, right. like that person said, we'll never figure out how to do the podcast. We sure won't. And now, speaking of Henry, oh, Henry's crying. Mm-hmm. And now, let's open up the hell bag. Captain, we are being hailed. We sure are. Um, as I said, not too many hails, but one was uh, a voice hail. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, a voice hail. How do you how do you how do you hail us, Andy? What's the phone number? It is. <laughs> One sec, let me look. <laughs> I know it's Trek TNC. I don't remember the. Uh... <laughs> so I don't know. Look. Oh no. Look for all the information. It'll be. It's the last thing we're gonna do after we go back into the president circle at the end to give our shout outs. The last thing on the podcast will be a beautifully constructed uh, sign off with all of the information of uh, how to how to reach us. Jesus Christ, we are so I think terrible. It's I can't remember this. Trek TNC. Oh wait, I can look on the uh, the Patreon. Hang on one sec here. Let's just slow everything to the guys. Let's That's not, okay. Let's not rush into anything. Look, and... you're the ones who want to contact us, so <laughs> I guess we'll tell you how to do it. The same phone number. Yes, eight one six Trek TNC. Somebody made a jingle. Oh, I had a jingle. Where's the jingle? Somebody made a jingle for what? For eight one six Trek TNC. Oh, I'm sure you know exactly where it is. Uh, and he needs a girlfriend. <laughs> Can't find it. Is that the jingle? <laughs> uh, and he needs a girlfriend. TNC's jingle extravaganza. There's the ultimate TNC jingle. Uh huh. Um, 
There's a lot of things. <laughs> lot, um, a lot of things out there. <laughs> <laughs> so many things. I, uh, I apologize to everyone for myself. Um, anyway, here is the hail that we received. Hey, what's up there? This is Doug Bousman calling. I just wanted to say I was in that last latest episode with the time traveler. And <laughs> I had a whole episode I was waiting for Matt to point out who that rule was written for, but he never did. And I, that surprised me. I feel like he knows. I don't. Not. But that rule was written for one Mr. Robin Williams. Why did I not know that? I don't know, but I can tell you that there's a lot of a lot of things that were like, oh, hey, Matt didn't mention, but they always phrase it as like, I couldn't believe that Matt. It's like he's, well, he's allowed yeah, to no, not know uh, some things. Well, it's also like I I expect people to know everything I know when I'm listening to a podcast about the thing I, I know about, and if it's like one of these facts that like feels like a fact you've known forever, it's often confusing as to why the person didn't mention that. Where would you say yes. that that gentleman is from? Oh, uh... It's delightful, the I accent. would say... It makes me feel West like... West Virginia. Uh, West Virginia. Where was the area code he called from? Oh, good question. 724. What is that? Let's, let's look it up. You looking it up or should I? I'll look it up. Okay. Um, I will meanwhile read... The next Pittsburgh. <laughs> that did not sound like Pittsburgh, the Steel City. Is it really? But it borders a certain <laughs> a certain West Virginia. Is it really Pittsburgh? Yeah. I thought you were joking. No, it is Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. But he borders West Virginia, so maybe he's from West Virginia. Well, I love it. I love that. That's that's the uh, the voice. Well, I guess you're gonna have to call back giving next us week inside inside Trek information in that accent. I enjoyed it. Uh, Lut- not Lieutenant David Yee. Sorry, Lieutenant. Sorry, Mr. Yee. Oh, Ensign no. Yee? <laughs> What's happening? Uh, I'm falling apart. Um, hi, Matt and Andy. <laughs> Andy said, let's do the the regular show first. <laughs> so that way, everyone who listens to the podcast will get us at our best. <laughs> guys, yes, I got news for you. <laughs> this is us at our best. Uh, David Kling, Klingon Sons, you killed my bastard from Brisbane, Australia here again. Well, I finally caught up. Episode 109. This is a gentleman who has been listening and listening, catching up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Episode 109, matter of time. Done. 218 plus hours of podcast honey, awesomeness. Honey, say hi to the crossover listeners of Excellent Adventure. I love when you pop in. Hi, crossover listeners. <laughs> How's Henry? Henry's great. Just put him down for a nap. Okay, how was Tat Shabbat? Well, it was last week. Oh, no. Did you go just go to a regular temple service? <laughs> well, I was like, I got all the way there. We went up to the room, and it was empty and dark. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, and then, what a bummer. I was like, I don't feel like staying for regular service. Which starts at nine, so I would have been like coming in like two hours late. I'm sorry, it's possible to be two hours late and a service still be running at Correct. Temple. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, this uh, is terrible. I didn't know you were hardcore. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what is this? What is, what is it you're doing? Then Taking I went, our so son I, to so Temple. I took, so I took him to the playground. We went on the swings. Okay. And then we came home, and he went to bed. All right. Well, Here thanks we for the Henry update. You're welcome. Exclusive for uh, Excellent Adventure listeners. You know that Dory and I have to record a Patreon later today, too. I wish you luck. (laughs) 
so many podcasts in one day. That's why you are the podcast king, my friend. Oh, no. I think I'm just like a podcast migrant worker. Um, anyway, to finish uh, Antony's um, hill. Uh, wait, uh, what? Uh, there is more and Matt and Andy awesomeness in the president's circle. This I gotta see. Swipes credit card, door opens, fanfare plays. Orion go-go dancers, huge champagne jacuzzi, giant chocolate fondue fountain, takes giant run up and shouts out, Secunda! That's it. Wait, so he did go into the president's circle. So he is a lieutenant. Oh my god. Why are you trying not to Wait a minute. take his rank away? Let's just confirm this before we... <laughs> yeah. We don't know for sure. I don't know. Andy does not like to hand out rank advancements without everyone going through all of the training required. Uh, hold on just one second. <laughs> well, this is this is depressing. I don't know how to look it up. Uh, Patrons, it won't click. Relationship no. manager... Andy, I think you could use a relationship manager. I really need one. Oh, no. Um, Do you have your list in front of you? I don't know how to find it. Um, I don't have my list up. All right. Well, I'm calling you a lieutenant, David. But... but if, if you're lying to me and you don't join... <laughs> then you'll be barred from the service. This is on you. Until next time. <laughs> um, and that... Uh, my friend, uh, before I say that, uh, the gentleman across from me, if you want to reach him on uh, Instagram or Twitter, it's at Matt Myra. I'm at Andrew Secunda on Instagram, at Secunda on Twitter. And as I said before, all of the other information for contacting us will be at the end of this podcast. The frequency's closed, sir. Well... Andy, we've closed the hailing frequency. Which How means, long was that? What do you mean? How long are we in? Uh, 20, 33 minutes. Okay. <laughs> it's normal. Yeah. Well, we haven't talked to these people in a month. So I think it's very normal. I'm not, no one's saying anything up, uh, about it. I would, I would like to say welcome to the new patrons. We're up in patrons this month, Andy. We are. I'm wondering why the bump. Uh, probably because people are desperate for us, and there is so much content to unlock on the Patreon uh, page. Go to patreon.com forward slash TrekTNC. If you have not you've been waiting so long, give yourself the Christmas gift of all of our back catalogs. We have gone through every Marvel movie now up through uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. In order, starting an Iron Man. That's right. Uh, all of these, we accidentally gave them uh, uh, Doctor Strange on uh, on the lieutenant's level last month. Little 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 slice for the lieutenants. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> Andy, Andy, Andy. Was that me though? Yeah, I didn't post anything. All right, that was me. I apologize. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, everything's there. Uh, all the episodes of Star Trek Discovery for for season one have now been gone through. First few episodes of The Orville have been gone through. Uh, you know, we were originally going to do it as like tiny half hour mini episodes of things, and they obviously ballooned into just hours upon hours upon hours upon hours of what I would call high quality <laughs> entertainment. So if you want to be a part of it, Head on over, patreon.com forward slash Trek TNC. Nope. Yes? Is it Star Trek TNC? <laughs> uh, Star Trek TNC. Thank you. And uh, that's where you'll see Andy and I 
with so much content. It's ridiculous. Anyway, we're here to talk about New Ground, which aired the week of January 6th, 1992. Andy, besides the fact that the number one song in the country was... <laughs> what else is going on? Well... Uh, in the UK, Bohemian Rhapsody, These Are the Days of Our Lives by Queen was enjoying a resurgence thanks to its inclusion in the iconic headbanging scene from Wayne's World. Uh, the Sum of All Fears by Tom Clancy was a bestseller, and Steven Spielberg's Peter Pan adaptation, Hook, enjoyed its fourth full week at the top of the box office. I didn't realize that was that late, but I guess it makes sense. Um... X-Men number one quickly became the best-selling comic book issue of all time, co-authored by Chris Claremont in his final weeks of his initial 22-year stint at Marvel. Claremont would return to Marvel in 2014 after completing other projects. I was surprised that we didn't start with that one. Uh, Among them, the Star Trek graphic novel Debt of Honor. Do you know that one? Oh, I remember that, yeah. Is that good? <laughs> None of them are good, Andy. Some they're of them all, are good. Don't they say all, that some of them are good? They're all attempts. Attempts? Oh, I thought some were good. Like, what is good to you? Like, okay, it's not like Wrath of Khan, but it's like, oh, this is a this is a solid mid-range episode of TNG, say. They never achieve mid-range to me. Never achieve mid-range. They are always like hovering in the fours. Would you say that they're equal to or lesser than a matter of time? Oh, see, we differ very much on that opinion. That's true. Okay, let's pick one we agree on. New ground? New ground. (laughs) We'll find out today. Let's Uh, just move on. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, The New York Yankees signed free agent Danny Tartable as a right fielder, beginning a rocky three-year period with the club and its owner, George Steinbrenner. Um, amongst other people that he had Rocky relationship with. Astronomers uh, confirmed the first detection of exoplanets orbiting a pulsar named Lich. Uh, and Time Magazine's cover featured its man of the year for 1991, media mogul Ted Turner with the caption, History as it happens. That's it. All right. Prime A taking us out with a solo. John Deacon looking bored on base. All right. And now you know what it's time for, buddy. It sure is time for the greatest moment in podcasting. (laughs) Time for that segment everybody hates. (laughs) Time for Frank Sinatra. Come on. Oh, everybody. We're going to find out what the chairman of the board was up to January 6th, 1992. Why is it not... Why is there no sound? Uh-huh, something's going wrong over there instead of over here. <laughs> but why is there no sound, Andy? <laughs> In other words... Star Trek oh, Next Generation is back with new episodes after a seven-week winter break, so we missed Frank's 76th birthday on December 12th. <laughs> he also performed a one-night-only New Year's Eve show at the Riviera in Las Vegas. Uh. Imagine seeing Frank in Frank Vegas. Vegas at the Riviera New Year's. This week he's taking it easy. You uh. are all I long for, all I worship, and adore. That was Frank Sinatra. Words, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the dumbest slash greatest podcasting 
segment. Directed by Robert Shearer and written by... Well, we have a teleplay by Grant Rosenberg. Story by Sarah Charno and Stuart Charno. Uh, on the eve of testing the Soliton Wave, a historic new drive system, Worf receives an unexpected visit from his foster mother and his son. To Worf's surprise, Helena tells him, this is of course from the uh, Star Trek Next Generation Companion Revised Edition, Dr. Larry Nemechek, Dr. Trek we call him, he calls himself, uh, Lieutenant discover, soon discovers that his mother is talking about, uh, what, what, uh, what, uh, he must take custody of his son for the boy's own good. Lieutenant soon discovers what his mother was talking about. He finds that Alexander has been lying and acting up in class. After Worf threatens to send him to a rigorous Klingon school, Troy points out that Alexander may be feeling neglected after his mother's death and his father's virtual abandonment of him. When the Soliton wave experiment goes awry and reaches power levels that could wipe out a colony in its path, the Enterprise must start a backfire and receives an ex- unexpected visit from... What? You okay? <laughs> His foster effect using its photon torpedoes as they prepare to break up the wave. Alexander is visiting his favorite animal, <laughs> where the biolab is unprotected by shields. <laughs> sure, that's yeah. He, he is trapped there when the wave penetrates. Fire breaks out in the lab, forcing Worf and Riker to rescue him. Worf then realizes how much he would miss his son if he were sent away. Alexander agrees to remain aboard the Enterprise. That's the episode. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. It's just as good as you think. <laughs> uh, let's see. I don't even know where I put that. There it is. Here we go. Starts out promising enough. Yeah. The episode. Captain's log, stardate 45376.3. We're approaching the planet Belana 3, where a new method of propulsion known as the Soliton wave is being developed. The Enterprise has been asked to participate in one of the first tests of this new technology. Data! Data, isn't this exciting? We are going to witness a moment in history. Every nanosecond in this continuum is a moment in history once it has elapsed. Boo! Sort of in, uh, I don't like old... You don't like old data? Old data-styled... <laughs> Boo. But are you kind of locked in? It's like a sitcom. You're like, you know, no matter how much Frasier grows, you still got to act like Frasier. That's true. Actually, probably Niles is a better example. Yeah, I think they're both very equally ex- good examples. I mean, we are going to see something that people will talk about for years. I mean, think about it. No more bulky warp engines or nacelles. A ship just generates a soliton wave and then rides it through space like a surfboard. This is going to be like being there to watch Chuck Yeager break the sound barrier or Zephyrin Cochran engage the first warp drive. Nerd. You were there, Jordy. Was the movie out by this point? No. Uh, Years away. Okay. It should be interesting. Very exciting. (laughs) I'm talking to the wrong crowd. Uh, Donaldson. Donaldson, you're an engineer. This is a really weirdly directed scene. And I don't know if it's written that way or it's not. It's weird that Jordy is yelling across the room and then rushing over, Data, Data! And he's ignoring more. I also like the fact that he then does the same thing the other way. He, he does the same he thing exits, the other way! He exits frame the other way, yelling so weird. at an unseen engineer. I liked... I like his exit. I would like to see the, the person he's yelling to just sort of pretend like he doesn't oh, hear him. Like walk off. Transfer the signal to this station. 
Let's take a personal call in engineering. Mother. I hope you don't mind us dropping in on you like this, but when I heard the Enterprise was to be in this sector, we took the first transport and here we are. Is father with you? No, but I, I, I brought Alexander with me. We did want to I pay his day rate. like the chance to visit. Very well. I will make arrangements for you to come aboard. Good. Classic mom. Secret mission. <laughs> so true. Here you go. Have your son back. Okay, goodbye. Peace out. I like Alexander's jacket. (laughs) Andy Secunda. Jacket aficionado. He's got a cool jacket. Don't worry. Roshenko men have always had beards of iron gray. (laughs) Mother, you do know how adoption works, right? (laughs) Hello, Alexander. Is that how Klingons greet each other? It's good to see you both. With a handshake? That's <laughs> how Worf greets his son. It's supposed uh, to show how... He's stiff. What if they made up some new greeting for Klingons to show how stiff they are that was like a elbow tap, elbow <laughs> tap? Some kind of like, yeah, you know, but tap I'm, what in the I'm chest saying, kind of like whatever. Andy, what I'm like, saying is it's shorthand for the audience to know that these are very s- formal relations. Gotcha. Right. How long can you stay? Forever. I'm not going back. Close enough. What? Um, music. Uh, look, whatever. That's the cold open. That's the cold open. <laughs> we're in. We're in for it, everybody. We're in for some something. I don't know what. Not great act break turns <laughs> in this episode. Look, you know, we always say that, like, you want to be able to explore character, right? Right. And this is a very character episode for Worf. Fair. And, you know, it is development that we get to have now that we're in a long-running series. Like, you know, this is the kind of thing that would not fly episode four. Totally. <laughs> uh, and it's nice to have. But I, I, um, I don't love the characterization of Alexander. Um, and I don't know why. He's a little shit. Well, he's not a he's not a great kid. <laughs> yeah. He's a very problematic kid. He's a troubled kid. Yeah, but even Problem Child was slightly entertaining, the movie Problem Child. Well, that is because the point of that was that he was a problem <laughs> child. That seems to be the point of this, this episode. Is, this, Alexander's not delightfully problematic. He's I, just I want this kid to go blow up the washing machines on deck six. Right. That would have been <laughs> actually... suds. That would have been a more interesting turn. Like and it kind of points out that all of, his, all of his stuff is kind of like whiny. It's not, yeah. it's not like... He's not even like acting too much like a Klingon. He doesn't know what to do with his anger. Like I a like little it a little bit. They I guess he like bullies a slightly other kids. bigger kid. Yeah. Um, I know you can't really age it up, but we don't know how fucking fast Klingons age. You know, I'd, I'd like, I'd like a the equivalent four-year-old Klingon should be like look like a twelve-year-old human. Right. You know what I mean? Just like bigger and stronger and could beat up the kids. I, th- I think it's Im- it's supposed to be implied that he- he's definitely starting shit with them. But I guess, but it does it does stand to reason that if he was starting shit with them, he would be doing a lot of damage. Yeah, I like him against fights. He doesn't get into any fights. He just steals things and lies. Yeah, not not fun. That's not a good Klingon. <laughs> not a good look. <laughs> the truth is, Worf, 
Your father and I, we're getting old. Mother, you both have many years. I don't mean we're ready for the grave, not yet, anyway, but we're a little less active. And it's harder for us to keep up with Alexander. But we're ready to be just grandparents. Alexander needs to be with his father, Wolf. These are all reasonable Mother, points. That is not possible. Must find another option. He needs his father, Worf. Alexander is. is having difficulties. Difficulties? He's a shithead. <laughs> Disobedient. Klingon children are often difficult to control. I don't know there something about how Klingon children behave. <laughs> it's not just his willful attitude. He doesn't always tell the truth. My son is a liar. He is a boy, Worf. And, and, and boys sometimes take the wrong path. They need guidance. He needs a father. His father to give him that guidance. What are they even doing? I have to leave soon. The transport will be leaving for Earth. Classic in and out. You must do what you think is. Uh, so Worf has to now take care of it, so he awkwardly walks him to a classroom, and he starts being an asshole immediately. Did you like your teachers? Yes. Good. I understand you lived in my old room. This is a different kid, by the way. Good. What do you mean? Different actor. In the previous Alexander. Uh, oh, you know, Georgia Brown, who plays Helena Roshenko, yeah. passed away in July of the nineteen ninety two. Oh. Not long after she wasn't she was ready for the grave. <laughs> well, that was a long time. <laughs> oh, after this? Yeah. Oh, July wow. after that, yeah. Oh wow. This aired in January. She passed away in July. Oh, she looked so a lot. She's only fifty eight. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Oh sorry, R. I. P. Uh, Andy. Yeah. So far, Nothing. what? How do you think your childhood would have been different if you were raised on the Enterprise instead of in the village? <laughs> That's a really good question. I don't think I would have fared well. I think that there's a high priority put on efficiency and accuracy. <laughs> that little Andrew Secunda would not have done well with. Do you think that your you would have? Um, do you think you would have had a uh, desire to join Starfleet after being on the ship for so long? I mean, you would kind of, you would kind of have to. It's kind of like, it's kind of like the, I don't know, it's the value of the football team in high school, right? It's like all the people who have status on the ship are, are Starfleet. Andy, do you know why this uh, kid is so familiar to all of us? I think I'm looking He's got an Andy Secunda claim to fame, I would think. Oh, he does. Yeah. Um, is it Ricky Schroeder? <laughs> it's Andy Keaton. Who's Andy Keaton? Family Ties, the young Andy <gasps> Keaton. Right. That's Alexander Roshenko. Oh, wow. Same actor. Remember the classic film Blank Check? No. 
Where the kid gets a blank check and then has a roller coaster. Oh, wow. You don't remember blank check? No. Uh, you're too old for blank check, but it was right Possible. in my wheelhouse. I'm a lot of age shots today. <laughs> <laughs> you're uh, almost in the grave, Andy. Uh, you ready for the grave? Well, I'm not done yet. But <laughs> oh, no. In July, Andy's going to die. I can't move around as much as I used to. Here we go. Ready? Blank check. Here's the trailer. <laughs> Thank God. Preston Waters got something. Who's on my bike? Let's check your dad. We'll know what to do that's going to change his life. Great check. Now he's buying more stuff. You have a house. Meeting more women. Baby brother comes into his own. Meeting more women? Is that what it's like? Yeah. From taking all of his money. This must have been... This must have been following up. Home Alone? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, So, (laughs) Miguel Ferreira uh, runs over the kid's bicycle... His, he gives him a check to give to his dad to pay for the bicycle and the kid realizes it's a blank check and then writes the check for a million dollars and then buys a mansion <laughs> it's a very strange a dollars. terrible movie it's not gonna last not, very long <laughs> well you know 1992 even in 92 is uh, that gonna I don't know <laughs> you find a roller coaster it sounds like you're done <laughs> come in Lieutenant Worf, very nice to see you again. And you must be Alexander. I hear you'll be coming to school with us for a while. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> Andy, why do you go to the weirdest well, website? we're very excited to have you with us. I know the other boys and girls will be happy to have a new classmate. Uh, first, I need to get some information from you. This lady has her hands full in this episode. I mean, she's doing her best, and that's more than I can say for Worf and Alexander. Let's start with your name. Alexander Roshenko. Hmm, That's a tough one. Maybe you could help me with that. Could you spell your last name for me? Alexander. Lieutenant, I believe that you're... son would do better in the special needs class. Doesn't matter. And open the door, and it's like three pack lids uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, look, we are strong <laughs> we look for math problems that make us go we are smart <laughs> we know math the 43rd day of MACTAC starting 43205 yes yes of course he his father did not remember his birthday that was no. what that moment was about. It's very awkward. There's a lot of awkward yes, moments between yes, of course. Them. Although, look, I, I think that uh, once he's reminded of it, I, I believe that Worf remembers. <laughs> he's not very invested I'll as a father. Alexander knows. From the school on Earth, and oh, one last question: How long will he be staying aboard ship? It has not been decided. What? And he has reason to be pissed off. Worf has given him the cold shoulder. Well, I think just, you know, Worf... Uh, okay, maybe Worf's the bad guy in this episode. He just doesn't know what to do with a child. I would think that some of this stuff you would kind of relate Sway to. Sway jacket Picard rolling in here. <laughs> you know, it's facing. It's because it's basically all about the themes of, you know, you know, what are the right answers as a parent? It's hard. You don't know what to do. 
You might make mistakes. But I know to do my best, and I don't think Worf's doing his best. You don't think he's doing his best? Not yet. Coming down hard? Never, actually. I don't ever think Worf's a good father. On the W. What is... What the fuck is Picard doing at the top of the scene, by the way? He's like, he's got got an isolinear chip, and he's literally just sitting, staring at nothing, tapping away. That's because whoever wrote the script did not write an activity for Patrick Stewart to be doing. So they decided... To put something in his hand, but to me, that go- who directed like this one again? Robert this, to Shearer. Me, to me, and he's done a lot of them, right? That to me, this is another example of like you got to figure out what he's doing. Look at this. He's literally doing this. He's literally just tapping away. He's selling it. <laughs> he's Patrick Stewart, so he's selling it. But what was he looking at? His screen has nothing on it. He's literally tapping away. Maybe he's thinking about how best to uh, tell the crew that he would like everyone to start wearing the Picardigan sweater. <laughs> Somebody was uh, suggesting to us that when we uh, when we start covering Picard, uh, we should call the uh, the episodes Picardigan. Picardigan. <laughs> well, Picardigan is sign that. it's already a thing. It's already this. It's already this uniform. I think it's someone from the president circle, actually. I apologize for being late, Captain. I was. De- oh, I see. Worf was late, so Picard was impatient. Oh, he was annoyed. Waiting. I got you. Pain in school. I, I wasn't ruling my son in class. I see. The only thing well, it says at the top Wolf, of this scene is Picard fixes him with a withering look. The Enterprise next week. <laughs> I would like to discuss. Pile to Lieutenant Worf. Worf here. I'm sorry to bother you again, Lieutenant, but I forgot to mention that we need to arrange for a series of placement examinations for Alexander. If you could tell me This is not a good time. I will contact you shortly, Miss Kyle. Question of that. If you're in any meeting and there's an intership communication, (laughs) then it's just like, hey, Matt. It's like you're on a date or something. Go ahead, Andy. (laughs) Uh, Matt, what was the episode of Frasier where where Niles... um, he, he's giving Daphne a, a necklace. Uh, Andy, I'm in the midst of negotiating a peace treaty with the Cardassians right now. Oh, is it a Cardassians? No, the Cardassians. Oh. Cardassians. All right, give my best. Uh, okay, thanks. Myra out. I'm sorry, everyone. Secunda out. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I thought I closed the channel. Uh, is that the way it works? <laughs> you just say it, and then it goes right to the person? There's no... <laughs> Look, we've that's, talked about the buffer. Like that's I, bad AI. I don't. I don't quite. I haven't quite got my head around how the um, how it works in the sense of like how does the communications buffer opens the channel, etc. We've talked about this before. Um, but that being said, Wait it is. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. It is a fascinating aspect of family Star Trek life to watch the single parent try to do his duty and raise a child. So I will, I will give the Sorry. episode marks for that. You were going to ask something, Andy. That was Beverly? That was that was the teacher. The, because in the script, it's Beverly. No, Beverly comes in after that. Oh, I see. He gets interrupted twice. Oh, there you go. Sorry. I would like to discuss with you the specific areas of ship security that I would like to... Sick bait wharf. There you go. Yes, Doctor. I need to schedule a physical examination for Alexander. You know how, you know what this is? What is it? This is an era before text messaging. Yeah. And this is stuff that would not ever happen 
this would all be sent as some sort of email or text to the person's pad. Like, reminder, hey, Worf, I need to schedule that thing. Don't forget. Right. This would yeah. not be like a, I'm going to, hang on, I'll call them. <laughs> yeah. I think that's that's a really fair point. Um, I also need his complete medical records from Although, Earth. I get the and sense also, from... I checked your penis thing. It's not toxic. Doctor, doctor, you have the wrong patient on that line. You must part. be thinking of the other Lieutenant Worf. <laughs> um, the... Uh, She's very insistent, so I feel like I feel like Beverly's just being a little uh, Beverly esque, a little Type A there, and just uh-huh, pushing uh-huh, her, uh-huh. her thing. On. I, I just got I got to get an answer to this right away. <laughs> I can't send this to a pad. Well, I mean, look, she is she does outrank him, so sure, sure. Later time. There's no rush. Crush her out. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> you are not the first officer on this ship to have a new family member. Take care of yourself. Security matters can wait. Thank you, Captain. I'm promoting Tasha's ghost. <laughs> that smile He's was amused. a that smile was a man who's that right there for me was like Patrick Stewart. Or rather Captain Picard delighted he never had children. I was just thinking that. <laughs> Thank God I never made that mistake. field coils working in concert will generate the soliton wave from this point on the planet's surface. We will have our test ship towed to a position approximately two million kilometers from Bulana 3. If our theories are correct, the wave will envelop the ship and push it into warp. Warp without warp drive. In one specific direction <laughs> with no ability to maneuver. Okay. I gotta put you out of a job, Jordy. I hope so, Commander. Doctor Star, how closely will the Enterprise need to follow? Why does he help? Jordy, why would you like to be out of a job? <laughs> Data, it's just a saying. But I thought you liked your job on the Enterprise. Why don't you resign? Starfleet is a volunteer organization. This goes on for the five pages. Can we cut this down? Deal. This goes on for five pages. No, I was just saying that's what I'm saying. They're like with your with your data joke. My question really though is this scene feels like it goes on five pages and I'm usually one, a sucker for technology bullshit. Why do you not like this? Just uh, the Because it's not a... It's not an explanation of how things work. It is a fake thing that doesn't end up working. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It's hard to sort of, you know... Uh, it's it's hard to it's sci-fi gobbledygook it. without a that also without a payoff that also has no meaning. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's hard to probably parse that out. But I thought that this guy's race was the same as the Stratagema guys, but it's it's not. No, come on. Okay. That they have full strategy. The Stratagema guys run the ship graveyard that we saw the junkyard. Remember? Right. I thought they. Yeah, well, that's all they have. Something like this. Or if you've been replaced by a packlet. I was just talking to Mrs. Kyle, a primary school teacher. She told me you'd enrolled Alexandra in her class this morning. Yes. I'm sure he'll do very well. She's a wonderful teacher. Good. (laughs) Did she tell you about the father-son field trip this afternoon? Yes, we cannot attend. Why not? I have a personnel review scheduled at 1,300 hours. Very specific, (laughs) father-son. 
Father, son, field trip. Oh, that is valid. Daughters, no. Mothers, no. <laughs> That's a really this good point. This would be a good opportunity for you to meet some of the other students and parents. I might be able to reschedule the review. Good. I'll let them know you're coming. She is being super pushy. Look, I think she just wants to let Worf grow as a person. Uh-huh. Gilvos. Well, they're a little shy. Oh. 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 The what eating habits of the Gilvos are they would have seen more amazing things. I agree. Which it looks like a tree, kind of. Yeah, but it's moving like an animal. There are only 14 Gilvos left on Corbin II. We're transplanting these two to the protected planet Brintalia, where they should thrive. Well, why don't you all have a look around on your own for a while, and if you have any questions, please feel free to ask. Um, I like how we now have the canon of uh, Nurse, I forget his name, but he's a nurse in... Uh, in uh, sick bay, sick bay. He, he, he that's his son apparently huh right there right there he has a son he must have been excited little backstory yeah. God, they're really flushing out my character <laughs> i'm gonna get lines any day now i've got a son today oh he's had lines before yes. right yeah, yeah alexander i'm sorry i forgot to tell everyone that the models on the tables were for everyone to play with so i guess you didn't know you weren't supposed to take them you got an out kid just say, oh, I didn't know that. Thank you. And yep. put it back. But no. He's digging in his heels. Ice. It seems like Worf is so angry that he would f- challenge her to a fight. Correct. <laughs> 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 the honor of his son. Oh, I don't really think we need to fight. Yes. Take a pain stick. Stealing. Lieutenant Worf, I can only tell you that. Alexander. Did you take the model of the lizard from the table? No, sir. Lieutenant, I saw Alexander put the model inside of his jacket. At that point, do you think he's like, he must be lying, or I'm going to show this woman that she is, she has dishonored my family? Because <laughs> he takes that little sigh, and is the sigh, uh, she must be right, or is the sigh, I will prove it to you? What is that sigh? What do you think? I think it's probably more the latter. It's probably, probably just like a, another one of these freaking parents. Also, I can replicate a thousand of these. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I was thinking, is like, is that, an, is that a stealable toy? <laughs> a little lizard figure? Oh my god, that's the cliffhanger, by the way, for the, the act break, is uh, he stole something. His honor is more important to him than his life. A Klingon would gladly face the most horrible punishment rather than bring shame or disgrace to his family name. His word is his bond. Without it, he is nothing. Do you understand? Why did you lie to me? I don't know. Did you fear the punishment you would receive? 
I don't know. You don't know why you lied and yet you did. You don't know why you stole and yet you did. <laughs> she punched the wall. <laughs> Dark days in the house of Moog. I think this Alexander, is... come here. What you, what, what? I think I think it's coming up. Never mind. When I was a child, younger than you, I lost my parents, my family, my people. Everything I had was taken from me, except my sense of honor. It was the one thing I had that was truly Klingon, which no one could take away. Do you know who they are? This was another thing I was going to say, is that the... Uh, Callus? Is it Callus or Kalus? It's Kalus. Oh, dumb kid. Um, We've established he's not a great kid, Andy. They got hair. Yeah. So who? if you look at Star Trek uh, Discovery, yeah, it's like these are the gods that existed before Star Trek Discovery. How come they have hair? Well, we also have seen Kalos in the flesh in a later episode. And does he have hair? Yeah, he looks like Worf. But uh, also, like I guess in Discovery they have hair. Yeah. <laughs> in season two they have season hair. Two. So okay. whatever. We'll find out soon. Can't wait. I can. And his brother Moroth. They fought for twelve days and twelve nights. Because like Moroth had broken his Do not be a Moroth. brought shame to his family. Right? Yeah. Pretty cool, huh? So true. When you lie or steal, You're you not only dishonor yourself, but your family. You dishonor me. I'm sorry, Father. I won't do it ever again. I promise. I believe him. The episode is over. I would almost appreciate it more. Just have it, have it ended. Yeah. Sure. He certainly shows no fear of Worf. That's for sure. What do you mean? I don't know. If Worf is the 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 sort of the the parental figure that might punish you, I would be a little scared. Yeah, I think he does. I think the kid shows a little fear. Uh-huh. I think he's like, you know, they hang on his looks and his and his breathing a little bit. I guess so. Wide-eyed. Uh, it keeps being a, a problem, though. The boy understood. I see. Sometimes these things aren't over as quickly as they seem to be. I'd be happy to help if you have any further problems. Thank you. That will not be necessary. Alexander will not repeat this mistake. Rarely, I was going to say turbo lift. Is it, so there is a turbo lift there. Yeah, that's the that's the turbo. That's the four, four as in forward, as opposed to the after turbo lift. I mean, it was so weird. It almost it almost seemed like it was some weird dimensional doorway. <laughs> like the prototype has been towed into position. By the way, I like the shot. Oh, it's great. It really, I would say more than any other entry, it really rare gives you the feeling of rare entering the... And also like to have to observe... Why. By the way, I think it's very... Does, does, does Picard... Does Picard even clock them coming in? No. He should look at them. To make sure it's not an alien? No, just to be <laughs> like... If you're the captain of the Enterprise, you see someone coming on the bridge. Yeah. You should at least just go like this and then get back to your work. I mean... 
know, he's engaged in... Uh, you in can't what, expect <laughs> Lieutenant Ensign Dingbat, uh, Chief of Security, to pull a phaser out and jump over the horseshoe like Worf. What if it was a Borg? Um, the prototype has been towed into position, Captain. Yes, Andy? I was just saying he was doing the same thing that he was doing in his office, which was just sitting there. <laughs> uh, all right, so Soliton Wave uh, has fun. It goes fast. On the Another new engine. What's up? Another new engine at the helm. Yeah. Soliton Wave has been initiated. It's heading for the test ship. We have had... Ensign Rowe's been introduced, right? I know! We, we hardly see her. You're wasting your Ensign Rowe episodes, you idiots! It appears to be interfering with our engines, Captain. I can't compensate for it! Bring us out of war, Benson. All stop. Aye, sir. All stop. I wonder if she was too expensive to keep bringing back. Maybe she was working on other things. Maybe. And, and TNG was in second position. Huh. Are you all right? Was anyone hurt? We sustained some minor damage. Do you know what happened? My pride was hurt. My son is terrible. Uh, sorry, not the time. Uh, uh, no casualties reported. That would be consistent with our telemetry readings from the ship. We detected a sudden drop in transfer efficiency just before the explosion. Are you still tracking the wave? No, the explosion damaged our main sensor array, but I think we'll have it repaired in a couple of hours. We'll contact you as soon as the sensors are back online. Doctor. You did it. Warp without warp drive. For a while there, it was really something to see. Well, I hope you're here to see it next time we try, Mr. LaForge. So do I, Doctor. They're all over each other. <laughs> science, science, science. <laughs> We're the worst Star Trek podcast. I apologize. I was detained. It's quite all right. Please, sit down. Thank you. But you're the chief of security. Don't you usually do the detaining? <gasps> That's when they fell in love. <laughs> Lieutenant. She got me. Your son is a very bright, very spirited young man. From his test scores, I'm sure he'll turn out to be one of my best students. But from his attitude However, scores. <laughs> from his behavior in class. Low marks. <laughs> I do have some concerns. What's below what sort F? Of concerns. <laughs> Frankly... He's defiant. He's overly aggressive toward the other students. And he, and he has a great really deal is powerful, so he's crushed in a lot of Perhaps skulls. He's smiling at the name Defiant. Someday I will have that chip. They require a firm hand. <laughs> I don't know what that means. And he seems to still have the difficulty future. telling the The Defiant is the ship, the ship in Deep Space Nine. He takes Space Nine. toys from the other students. Also, Deep Space Nine? Yeah. Is the name of the space station. Oh. Denies taking them. Spoiler! He acts like a bully and then says someone else started the fight. Well, someone probably did start the fight. And he's bluntly told me, you said, Klingons do not listen to teachers. I did not tell him that. No, of course not. You would have to be an asshole to have said that. <laughs> I wish he flipped the table over and said, I did not, I did not tell him that, and I do not have to listen to this. <laughs> you dumb teacher. It might be a idea for the two of you to sit down with Counselor Troy and try Computer, where is Alexander Roshenko? <laughs> Alexander Roshenko is on holodeck four. Activate security protocol, Warp 73. <laughs> Just fucking put him into a tiny force field and he can't go anywhere hey! until Warp gets there. <laughs> Eject him into space. Morph. <laughs> I'm sorry. He must learn his lesson. 
So he goes in and Worf's fighting one of the background Alexander characters from uh, he goes into uh, yeah uh, holodeck whatever and uh, Alexander's fighting one of the background characters from the He-Man movie he's proud of him little pride because he uh, killed something <laughs> alright at least he could do that here's here's the problem Andy right now I'm going to tell you right now if we freeze program that fog behind Worf should stop is that the way it works? Yeah, everything should stop. Are they just freezing the battle side of the program? Maybe he has it set up that way. Computer, freeze program. Everything should freeze. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I will not listen to more lies. Return to our quarters. But you said we could go see the Gilbos again. Not now. Not after you have broken your word. You promised! You said that we could! Enough! It is now clear to me that I have failed in my duties as your father. You have no understanding about what it means to be Klingon. We shall now perform ritual suicide. <laughs> no, well, Worf, that seems too extreme. <laughs> it is honor. For you to attend a Klingon school. There you will learn the lessons I have failed to teach you. No, I won't go! Would you further dishonor our family with your disobedience? Excellent question, Andy. No, sir. Yes? <laughs> we'll go to our quarters and remain there until I return. He's really good at glaring. I would be scared. He's the best. He's one of the best glarers in the business. Yeah. Have you checked the frequency resonance of the subspace? Glared in core. The energy level of the wave has increased by a factor of 12. <laughs> At this rate, it will increase by a factor Why of 200 by the time it reaches Lama 2. Will we still be able to dissipate the wave? Commander, at that energy level, the wave will not only destroy the colony, it'll take most of the planet with it. That'll be pretty crazy, right, guys? Huh? <laughs> well, which part of the planet? The part where people live. Whoa! Act break. <laughs> which part of the planet? The dumb part. Okay. You mean the part where there's nothing? Uh, yeah. All right. I'm not here to approve or disapprove of the way you raise your son. Does Beverly appear except for that My voiceover? Excellent question, Lieutenant Andy. How will you feel when Alexander's gone? I don't know. No Roe, no Beverly. What's going on? Free, finally. I will be pleased that he is receiving. Is this always the color of her office? Yeah. It's kind of nice. Is that how you felt when you left to live with your parents? It was different. At the time, I felt he needed a home, a family, things I could not provide for him. I understand. The idea of raising a child can seem a tremendous burden, especially to a solitary parent. He was no burden. I simply knew that a Klingon child required more attention than I could provide. I see. I wonder how you are supposed to. It's probably just real harsh discipline. Have you ever wondered how world. Alexander felt yeah, about being sent or, like, I mean, are the Rushankos doing a bad job? He was very young when he when they went to go live with them. It's true. I am sure and they raised him to confused. sort of be even-tempered and with honor. Worf is sort of 
you know. After all, I mean, Worf is ten, right? Very soon after Kalar's death. Ten years old. In yeah, he was ten he when his oh. parents died, right? He lost his father as well. Are you saying that his oh. misconduct? Andy, I think result- at some point you unplugged me. Oh no. Uh, Guys, we need to fire up up my computer. Andy, can you help? What do you want me to do? That brick right there? That find the end of that cable? This? Apple brick, sorry. This? Computer charger, yeah. Where's the other end of that cable? We're solving the problem! There you go. We were five. Plug it in, Andy. We were five percent. Whoa! The soliton wave is working. You did it, sir. By the way, really, really huge old school bridge camera shake. Oh for, yeah, for the soliton wave. How did that get if so quiet? With their feelings, they act on. I don't know how to hmm. do anything. Oh, it's just a quiet scene, maybe. Full of dum dums. Whatever. Okay, so then he goes to this place here. That's this scene. You know what it is? I think your your critiques are, I don't know. Not valid. No, are valid because it's like, this should be, I don't have a problem with this character episode. I don't have a problem with him. It's dealing with his son. No, I like it. I'm just a little, what is it? What is it missing? What is the je ne sais quoi that I I want out of this that I'm not getting? There's an aspect that I think would help, like with some of the Wesley, say. And Jitsu. Yeah, that's what they need. <laughs> with with some of the Wesley, um, like Picard episodes, where they resolve stuff or they face stuff, they always tie it to the larger action, and they tie it at the end when he's got to save Alexander. But that's like we don't doubt that he loves his son. Like that's not resolving anything. Like it's like I'm not saying this would have been a whole different episode, but if it's like if they were on a planet, like he's he's Here's left Alexander, and then they were on a planet, and I've got it. Yeah. I can solve this, I think. Maybe. It might okay. help a little bit. The Gormaganders, or whatever the fuck they're called. The creatures? Yeah, the, yeah. the tree creatures. Uh-huh. You know, they're being they're, transported. The Groots, the baby Groots. They're being transported to whatever planet. Yeah. That the, the, There's a reserve on the planet they're being transferred to. Yeah. The planet that the Soliton wave is going to hit, what if it was the planet that these things were being transferred to? Uh-huh. Alexander has this information, and Alexander goes rogue to try to save the animals uh-huh. because Worf is not listening about these animals or whatever. So then that at least drives him. I, I, I just want a less selfish reason for Alexander to have been in danger. Right. Because he's in danger for his own selfishness because he wants to go see the animals. Right. I mean, it's an interesting... Like, at the end, like, when he's in there and he's like, Dad, you also have to save these creatures because they'll die. Right. But that's not why he was there and why they're in the situation. Maybe that happens. Maybe the ship disaster happens and those animals are in danger and Alexander goes into that room to save the animals. Uh-huh. I just don't love that he is going into that room just for selfishness because he wants to see the animals that his father wouldn't take him to. I mean, it is... Just it's some layer of something. I, I agree with you, but it basically b- both ways. It, it that would have been an easy switch at the end. Yeah. But the but I feel like you just need earlier in this plot something that ties the central danger to the ship or some plot concern with the ship mm-hmm. to the Alexander story to give yeah. it more forward momentum. Right. So I don't know. I mean, it is interesting to have him be like he's just a little 
a little punk who has to be disciplined because I think it's realistic, but um, but yeah, it just doesn't have a lot of forward momentum story wise. Hmm. So, I agree. I mean, there isn't a ton of it's a lot of like, I mean, really plot out this the wharf arc, right? His mother leaves. Mother says, "Cold open." Mom's here. So is Alexander. I'm leaving him here. Uh, act one. Here's why we're leaving him here. <laughs> right. Uh, try to adjust. Act two. Hey, he's a little shit. I don't really... Uh, he's not being cool. I don't understand why he's not cool. I'm not also... I'm not able to do my duties. Act three. He's still not cool. Act four. He lies again. Right. It's like there's so it's many repetitive, repetitive and it's bullshit. Slow. Yeah. And so if you crunched all those things down and you just had more moves and then you got to something like you're talking about where it's like he goes down to the planet, he steals the thing to try and protect them, he's you know, it's just something more extreme early on. Yeah, it also Worf like, has to go save him or deal with him on the planet and teach him how to be a man to survive or something. I just kind of want him to not have. I want him to have more of a drive, more, um, less of a selfish drive. Yeah, uh, as a character, I just feel like the kid. I yes, kids are selfish and kids are kids, and I understand that. But you just sort of, you just want a kid to like be cool <laughs> well i respect that they made him a problematic child i just don't i'm not interested problem in child <laughs> john ritter i want him to do more things like electrify john ritter or, or, or mess with the washing machines on the ship or maybe put a cat in them i you know what andy you're absolutely right you're absolutely right that's what i want to see and then i want two burglars to try and break onto the enterprise and uh, he sets up a bunch of contraptions to try and knock him out. I essentially think you are a hundred percent correct, and this is this is so far the greatest thing you've ever said. Is that our million dollar pitch, Home Alone on on a spaceship? <laughs> Guys, it's Home Alone, but and it's aliens that try and break on Home Alone, but it's a spaceship. <laughs> uh, I'm listening. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> well, isn't Home Alone just Die Hard in a house? Yes, but uh, this time, <laughs> it's not Christmas. It's space. Alexander. I'm almost done. Stop for a moment. Let us talk. Why? Also, that is my Kindle. You cannot have it. <laughs> I want you to understand. You have not earned the Kindle. You are going away. I understand. Only a You're warrior may read me. the Kindle. You do not understand. I'm concerned about your future. A Klingon school will be a better environment for you. You don't care about me. That is not true. All you care about is your honor. Alex. Mm, he's right. He's got me. If your mother were here, <laughs> I do not think that she would want us to fight like this. My mother wouldn't send me away. Lieutenant Warp, please report Point. the observation loud. <laughs> Acknowledged. Remain here. I will return shortly. But. So he's like mad at his dad. Maybe he I should, he should have broken the fucking Kalos statue I on his know, way out the That door. would have taught him. Fire. 
Giant statue, statue, by the way. Really obtrusive in the room. If I would have picked that size. I mean, it'd be sort of like walking into my uh, living room and seeing a giant crucifix. (laughs) Uh, Andy, let me tell you about Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) I also wonder if it would be kind of like having a giant statue of Cain and Abel. (laughs) Yes. Circumvented before it reaches Lemma 2. How much protection will the shields provide if we attempt to penetrate the wave? The shields this much? have not been fully restored. <laughs> you're just you're holding your hands up. Hey, well, you know, I get it. This much. No. Shield strength is down to What are numbers nowadays? It's going to be quite a ride. It's a better choice. Laying a course for the Soliton wave. Ooh, they're Ooh. going for it. They're laying in a course. Land, of course, for action. <laughs> Very loud action-y parts here. Just letting that, that day player ensign just, just save lives. Ship. Save yeah. lives, you know? That's yeah. what you got to do sometimes, Andy. When, when you're called upon to be the pilot of the USS Enterprise, NCC-1701-D. I'm keeping her in mind for MVC. You. <laughs> you should. That's very appropriate. Is there an MVC this fucking episode? I don't know. Very shaky. Shaky. Report. We have passed through the wave, Captain. We have dropped to warp 7.2. That's the wave is directly at a distance of 23 kilometers. Deflector strength is down to 12%. There are fluctuations in several warp transfer conduits. Tractor beams and transporters offline. We have some gaps in the aft shields, Captain. The torpedoes explode. These areas will be contaminated with ion radiation. We need to evacuate sections 24 to 47, next 35 to 38. Make it so. Sir, there is a fire in Biolab 4. The fire suppression apparatus is not functioning. Seal off that compartment. Prepare to vent the air. Sir, there are life forms present in that Biolab. We're transporting endangered animals from Corbon 2. Readings also indicate the presence of a humanoid, Captain. Computer, identify humanoid life form in Biolab 4. Life form is identified as Alexander Roshenko. The look, the look, the fucking look that, that Riker gives back to, uh... Bridge to Biolab 4. Alexander, can you hear us? Sensors show he is alive. He may be injured. Can we transport him out of there? Transporters are still offline. Captain, warp power is dropping. We're losing speed. Regular engineering. Jordy, what is going on? We lost four warp transfer conduits, Commander. The wave is gaining on us. We need more speed. I doubt that I can keep this speed up much longer, Commander. You better fire those torpedoes while we're still in front of the wave. Mr. Data, how long before the wave overtakes us? At our current speed, four minutes, 30 seconds, sir. Captain, permission to leave the bridge. Granted. Commander, will you accompany Mr. Wolf to Biolab 4? Captain. Great. Chief of security, guy who fires torpedoes, go. Uh, first officer, go. I feel pretty good about my day. I, I should go down there, too, just to make sure. You know what, Data? Also, you're fast, so you should go. That is a crazy thing. It should always be Data in every situation. Data could rip the bulkhead open. I know. He would have saved everybody immediately. He, he would have somehow figured out a way to breed the Gormaganders or whatever That's the fuck true. they're called. Why don't you call them the Gormaganders? Is that what they are? Commander! We get into something else. It is, right? Let's look at it. Wave hit the colony. You have three minutes and one second more. Uh, it's from Stranger Things. No. No? It can't just be from Stranger Things. Gormagander is Star Trek. Oh, thank you. Um, let's see. What's Stranger Things? It came up. 
Oh no, it just came up. I don't know why that came up for Stranger Things. Uh, the Gormagander. Oh, it's the space whale from uh, from. That's what Discovery. it is. Discovery. We did it. You did much better googling that time than I did. Thanks, Memory Alpha. This, You've uh, done it again. So it was Ensign Felton, played by Sheila Franklin. She had no primary control. Couldn't claim to fame because uh, she uh, she was on what she was in five episodes of of Next Generation, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then um, and then in one episode of Home Improvement, and then a movie called Centurion Force with John Savage. And okay. that was it. But she did a good job. I don't know why they uh, she didn't uh, turn into anything else. I love Warf, this. Warf strength. I love that he rips the panel off. Although, why would it be that hard to rip the panel off? Stand clear! I do like, this is like the only time we actually see Worf be a good security yeah. chief. Right. He can reroute a fucking door, isolinear. It's the equivalent of like a mother's Hulk strength to save her child. Except Worf's it's finally his, good at his job. His brain. <laughs> So Picard then perpetually keeps Alexander in danger to make sure his <laughs> ship is safe. Defeat those Cardassians. That's Your pretty, son that is, is on the other side. That is pretty high stakes heat to throw out yeah. next to two actors. That's true. Those are those are full on practical effects, yeah. I'm sure, at the time. Like if that's mistimed and that goes off again in their faces. Yeah. Ooh, insurance is gonna go through the roof. Soliton wave is close to 10 kilometers, Captain. And he's trapped under a beam, and then uh, Riker goes to look for a fulcrum. I'm scared. Worf is so strong, he lifts it. With his mother's Hulk strength. Again, could have been easily sailed by Data. <laughs> Again, Data would have thrown the whole beam 500 feet away. Dorn really going for it. <laughs> it should have destroyed that. I would have cut, and I would have been like, it should have It should have crushed that chair that it landed on. Oh, really good point. Five torpedoes. Whoa, oh, acknowledge. Oh, yeah, a little bit of a... Don't die! <laughs> Wrecker. Fuck it. I'll get these animals. Yeah. Commander Riker. So better not bite. Bridge to Lieutenant Wolf. Now, does he send it before they acknowledge? The wave is about to overtake us. Sir. Does he shoot the Commander torpedoes? Uh, that's fine. No, he fires it. He knows what he has to do. He does it. He's fucking Captain Picard. He's the yeah, best. He does what he's got to do. I could not risk the lives of ten million colonists for a child. <laughs> it's like like they went Black Friday shopping. That's how, that's, how, that's how exhausted they are. Look, they just came out of a... Oh, God. They just came out of a... Just came out of a Target, you know? I always miss Black Friday shopping. Am I really missing a bet? It's been disrupted, sir. No. Got to write... Um, it's all a marketing scheme, right? I love going. Yeah. Like, I like... Because we live so close to stores, I will walk over and go to, like, a Best Buy and just not need to buy anything and just walk through to see the madness. Yeah. yeah I kind of enjoy that. That's what it's like, Andy. They just came out of Target. Oh, I get it. Oh, God. Yeah, I get it. Uh, buy one, get one on these Gormagander things. <laughs> uh, good times. Good times. This is a great podcast. Right here, Captain. <laughs>
sir. It was gonna be all right. <coughs> You are a very bad son. <laughs> I should have left you in there. <laughs> Crusher! Hey, she did get in. Boy, just some minor smoke inhalation and a hairline fracture of the tibia. Thank God you have four lungs. That's a bone in your leg. You idiot. I'd like to keep him here overnight. He should be fine by tomorrow. Thank you, doctor. You really fucked up. Can you get in trouble because of me? No, but I'm I'm discommodating you from the Empire. <laughs> Am I in trouble? Yeah. Yes. Dumb shit. But we will discuss that at a later time. I'm sorry. Are you? I promise I'll be good at the Klingon school. You break promises all the time, you dumb dumb. Why would I believe you now? Klingon schools are designed to be difficult physical and mental hardships faced by the students are meant to build character. They're too much for Andy and Matt. That's definitely true. (laughs) However, if you wish to face a greater challenge, you may stay here with me. It will not be easy for either of us. But perhaps we can face the challenge together. I accept your challenge, Father. I will stay. I believe your mother would be pleased. She's dead. (laughs) If she were alive, I mean. My nephew Sam, he was uh, in he was in town for Thanksgiving, and he's uh, I want to say five years old, maybe six. Okay, he's at the playground, and he I hear him talking to a girl that he met at the playground, and I hear is uh, my great pa- my great pappy was in a wheelchair. He's dead now. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta remember that line. He was a hundred. <laughs> Dory's grandfather uh, passed away like uh, I think it was like last winter. Like yeah. Yeah, So he was 97. <laughs> so oh, the most interesting hundred. thing about Sam is that he knew a guy in a wheelchair and he's now dead. Uh, you use what it's you got. Amazing. Gotta. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, side note, uh, is this the first episode we've heard a wharf log in? Personal long. Um, no, I, I think we've heard it before. Yeah. Uh, I think it was actually. I think it involves. Um, it involved the. That's Matt's computer. This it's is why Andrew's I, computer. This is why I hate Netflix. Morning, bitch. Oh, the God. Great baking show. I love the Great British Bake Off. Yeah. Bake. People love it. It's a great show. Why are people obsessed with it so much? It's calming. Yeah, it's great. Like, it's it's just, so many it's things so to watch. Why am so, I watching that? It's, you're not watching that because you're you have no soul. Uh, it's for Whoa. genuine. It's for just people who want just like genuine emotion. People being good at something, uh-huh. and just sort of like people who don't just you know. It's happy. It's yeah. a happy show. You like things to be happy. You don't I like do. Kids that are punks. I you don't, don't like because I don't want to be. I just like I, I'm so dark inner, sure. Like just like 
emotionally yeah. that I don't need. I don't I have it in here. I don't, I want it externally. I want to be fed. You're a sensitive soul. Good things. Good yeah. news. Good people. Good cute animals and like baking. British people being good at baking. I think I might be drifting in that direction, to be honest with you. I would like you I to join me. I think that I come from a place join of wanting... Join me in the non-mirror universe. Wanting the mirror universe darkness to match the darkness that I feel. But uh, the, the reality, Andy, is that you should probably just try to get as much good in you as you can. Well, I'm not saying I'm not good. I'm just no, saying no, that no, I feel I think darkness. Good, good, good happy things. Good happy not things. Not like... I don't want you... like Not Cylons. Right. Packlids instead. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bad comparison. <laughs> uh, all right, Matt. Oh, I can't believe it, Andy. We're done with the episode. Well, we've got a terrible episode to watch next week, so it's time for the uh, for the well, it's time for the Andes, the NBC. Sorry, and then once I'll pull up the trailer for the next episode while we're doing that, we're gonna go with the classic. Vastness of space when the going gets rough. You gave it your all. You showed the right stuff. You managed to not ship to smithereens that's why you're this week's mvc i think i'm giving it to ensign felton <laughs> uh that's got to be a difficult uh, maneuvering situation i'm gonna give it to catch picard uh-huh. for not putting the risk of that colony above two of his most beloved crew members uh, his first officer, of course, and his, uh, his, uh, oh, shit. What's wrong? I have an appointment tomorrow for an hour and a half that I <laughs> forgot about. You are always so angry at me for being distracted. You're looking at your calendar. I didn't mean to do that. It just was in my face. Andy, I'm so sorry. Um, care. you know, he put the, he put the, he put his job and, and the crew and the ship's safety ahead of the three people that were in danger that's fair he's ready to kill his best friends for the ship I and mean, that's what a captain has to do who isn't these days I don't know what that means I'm ready to kill my best friend <laughs> we sit and watch and then we hang and talk with the podcast isn't over just yet how, how many episodes does this Andy get? get how many Andy's does this Andy get it's probably not going to be pretty high is it um Let's see. What do I like about this episode? I like that they are tackling character. That's nice. I don't have a problem with Alexander in theory. I have a problem with them in practice. The B-plot is also boring, unfortunately. Yeah, the Soliton wave. It's not very... Not a lot happening there. It's a very... It's a bottle episode. I mean, they did have to build a science lab set, but they don't leave the ship. Is there anything great in this episode? No, I think the best thing in it is the character development for Worf, and that's not good. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, this episode for me is a three. Yeah, I give it a two and a half. Uh, there you have it, everybody. An average of 2.75. And I'm only giving it the two and a half because it's well acted enough, and the, you know the dialogue's fine, and they do tackle some interesting issues with the kid. Yeah. Like a difficult kid, well, a Andy, problem child. I hope you like kids, because <laughs> next week's episode Uh-oh. has more kids in it. Oh, no. Uh, I thought that I had skipped around, and we had already done this episode, and then I remembered that I actually did Treks in the City. I was a guest on their episode, their podcast for this episode oh. many, 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 many weeks ago. Yeah. 
They used to be behind us. They have surpassed us. I haven't seen a uh, an invite forthcoming for Andrew Secunda to that point. Well, you're a hard nail to pin down. <laughs> I am not. I'm available all the time. I can't even get you to right, be I at the same time as me. Plus, they're like, they down. record during the week. Yeah, which is impossible unless you, you have excuses a for those ladies. I'm also making excuses for us as to not having so many episodes when you yell out that you're available all the time, which you're not. That's fair. <laughs> you're available like after this. Yeah, when after we do the next podcast, then we're going to record Guardians of the Galaxy next. Volume Deuce. Anyway, Hero Worship is the episode we're watching next week. Andy, here's the trailer. Exciting. Don't get too excited. An abandoned mystery ship leads to a startling discovery. His world is gone, Data. We're going to have to help him build a new one. A traumatized child holds the secret to an intergalactic trap. Why wouldn't he tell us the truth? He's still in shock. But can Data's android connection prevent an Enterprise death mission? We were attacked! We were attacked! Impact in three, two, one. On Star Trek, the next generation. Death wearing, mission? Is he wearing a crew uniform there? He wants to he wants to wear one oh, to look like Data. I so he's you. just wearing a sweater that he found that looks like kinda like Data's sweater. This seems like what you want to do in a series is if you have similar episodes, keep them separate from each other. I think you keep it as close together as humanly possible. That way everyone's aware that it's the same thing. So that's bad news <laughs> for the for the Toros. Bad news bears. Yeah. Uh oh shoot. What happened? I just tried to open up our little uh, Patreon thing, and uh, I can't do it. Um. Anyway, Andy, it's time for us to rejoin the presidents. We're going to have to go through the Admirals Club first. I hope you're ready to do that. I am. Let's walk on through. Okay. <laughs> I said, let's walk on through. <laughs> I hit the door. Andy hits the jingle so when the door's off it's me <laughs> everything else is off sliding through me. and uh, we'll go into the president circle Andy, it's so good to be at Christmas at uh, Disney again. I can't believe the Holo DJ has uh, muted the sound. I'm going to get myself a Mickey beignet. Oh, no. I didn't want to do that. Oh, look at that. It really does look beautiful. Maybe I'll go this Christmas. Uh, Yeah. Well, you know. It'll probably be a shit show, right? Well, you shouldn't go on Christmas. It'll be a shit show. That's the only time I'm available. But, like, go next Saturday. Won't that also be a shit show? I don't know. Not as bad, I assume. That's fair. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen of the President's Circle, it is time to say hello and thank you to everybody who has become a president and a Circle member. And I'm going to do this the best way I can. Hey, while you're doing that, Matt, yes. since uh, we're killing some time, should I get an iPad Pro or an iPad Air? What do you plan on using it for, Andy? I think I'm mostly just going to use it for on planes. Well, I'm going to use it for writing. I'm going to put the thing up, and I'm going to get a little stand for it, and then I'm going to get a little Bluetooth keyboard, so I can. it's kind of a portable thing. And then also for planes, I can just put it up in front of me on that same stand to like watch movies and stuff. I have an iPad Pro, and I love it. But I have the keyboard case. just folds Do I need out the iPad I... Pro? I love the iPad Pro. Why? Uh, because of the pen that is magnetized to it, 
uh, so I don't have to like have another sleeve for the Apple Pen. Uh-huh. Uh, I love to do scripts on it. I always am like marking up scripts on set with that. Oh, on the screen. Yeah. Oh. Um. Yeah. What's the app you use for that? PDF Expert. Yeah. All right. There you go, guys. You heard it here first. Plus, Andy, your computer's so old. It's very the old. The iPad so I Pro will something. be faster than your right. old computer. Okay. Um, in the meantime, I hear those Slipped sleigh bells ringling, question. ding, ding, dingling, too. Yeah. I'm going to pop over here. Uh, let me just say hello to our newest patron, JJ. Hello. Hi, JJ. There you go. It just says, hey, you have three. Tell, tell them hello. So I just did. Yeah. We should do something special um, for them, for our new patrons. We should give them a dis- merch discount to the Forever 35 store, which is now up. Because <laughs> our store has never been set up. I'm sorry. It's not Andy's fault. It's Bo's fault. It is Bo's fault. He's barking at someone. Why is this doing this? I really do recommend you look at The Mandalorian. I know you're not a Oh, Star I want Wars to fan. watch it, Andy. I do. You can I love, come over and watch it with me. Fallen Order. How many in are you? I mean, four. You watched all four? Are, yeah, four. You've seen all four, huh? It's pretty cool. What are you inviting me to, then? Some sort of fifth spoiler party for me? I'll watch them again. They're very short. Are they? How yeah. long are they? They're like 30, 40 minutes. Oh, that's better. Yeah. I was worried they'd be like, an hour five. We need an hour and seven minutes to tell this story. No. But they didn't. If you're all watching The Mandalorian, is it good? I hear everyone say it's great. Yeah. I Uh, mean, it's very simple, which is kind of what I wanted out of the new movies, was just like, just be in the world that I want you to be in, which is not this new world or old world. Just be in the world of New Hope and uh, and tell cool stories. That's all I'm looking for. uh, Andy, tell me, how how, uh, does it fall in the timeline? It, well, I don't know. Is it like spoiler. as far as no, as far as the Battle of Yavin? It's is it. It's post? after Return and before after Return, Return of, the of the Jedi and before Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah. So it's many. It's like probably like fifteen years BBY. It's just after Return of the no, Jedi. No ABY yeah. after the Battle of Yavin. Yeah. Uh, okay, time to say thank you to the following people who are presidents and our best people on the planet: Lynn Perdue, Anders Peterson, Amber Schmidt. Sir Reginald Pennybottom. Jed Jurgen, Lieutenant Derek Atkinson. J.J. Carter, one of the new patrons. Welcome. Jeannie Schultz. Janine uh, Schultz. Was also another one apologies. of the new patrons. And, of course, Jarrett Sean Campbell, another one of the new patrons. Oh, so really? Thank That's you. weird that Hello. they're all J's right and next to each go. other. Uh, Tish Wheeler. Uh, Secunda. <laughs> I appreciate that. Jason <laughs> Inman. <laughs> Uh, Lieutenant Ricardo Santiago. Uh, Jonathan Misner. Tracy Cecil. Uh, Chip Beeping. Chad Fate. Cool. Uh, David of Brisbane, Australia. Uh, he was new. Uh, Charlie Whitmore. Tara F. Hunter. Emily? I believe so. Uh, Snecker. Chief Petty Officer Ernesto Castagna. Castonia. He fucking he even wrote phonetically it spelled it and I ruined it. Judge. 439. Uh, Nick G. Christopher Coffey. Uh, William. Lieutenant Luke. Professor X. Christopher H. Rutger Hauer. <laughs> big admirer of your work. Jeff, the human, and Maximus the dog. Joe Sullivan. Matthew Wipert. Jeffrey Tolefson. 
Jeff Jenkins. Joe Moran, a.k.a. Muscles Ripley. Oh, that is a callback to the old Nerdist. Oh, really? Yep. Miriam Centeno. Sean. Ted Marth. Tina Radio. Sandra M. Cassia. Amy Giles. Joyce Hudson. Daniel Perez. Rob De Baptiste. Lieutenant Kelly Coe. Lieutenant Jonathan Wentz. Gary Martinez. Mark Mitchell. Lieutenant Commander Josh Bald, Raymond, David Marquez, Brian Rewinkle, uh, Alan L., Cody Stanley, Marie Caposo, uh, Caposo actually, uh, Ben Badenock, Brett Parsons, and Tucker Powers. Andrew Polkrang, cool name, Marcus Erlinson, I am the cutest of Borg. Nice. <laughs> uh, Chris Casimiro, uh, Joel Kud, uh, Linnea Thunsel, Hubert Arutia, Noah Smith. Adam Conrad. Melody Harris. The Kimballs. Nate Hudson. Daniel St. Louis. The infamous pirate captain Andrew Hook. Andrew Ingram. Paul Brisk. Then Commander Paul Brisk. Uh, Elena. Karen Vanoff. Hootenwaddle. Will Holesclaw. Paul Carl. Uh, Carly. Carly. Oh, I'm so uh, sorry you wrote it out. Phonetically. Jillian Randall, Steve Thomas, John Lynn, Joe Fermanek, M.M. Malik, Linda Dilbeck, Brian Stokes, Frederick Rombouts, Martin Hedegard Peterson, Nicholas Payne, and Ryan Hecht. Kat Afitsky, Ian Buckley, Amanda Bootwell, Sullian Cash, Nick, Cosmo Moore, Lieutenant Commander Cosmo Moore, Ben McClarty, Dan McLeod, Marcello Vida. You know, it feels like we're reading the longest list of nominees. One <laughs> <laughs> of you will be the winner tonight. Keith Bodela, Kieran O'Sullivan, Katie Campbell, Tyler Rosewood, Andrew Prime, Carmen DeHoog, Erica Vanover, Tim Shields, and Jessica McAnally? McAnally Lynn, sorry. Jeff Millies, Elizabeth Simpson, Lieutenant Derek Hawkins, Christina Peck, Brian McDonald, Darren Gleaton, Chris... DQ, but fancy. The Waco Kid, uh, Command Master Chief Robert Garrison. Uh, Julie Phillips, Matt Schaefer, Alexis Borsia. Uh, I was always reading that wrong. Yeah, Sean I Russell. Busier. I thought he gave it to us. I at know. Kim, Kim Vilsack, uh, Dak Pate, Daniel Stenrid, Edward Andres Acevedo. Kevin of Nine, Michael Howe, CD, Jesse Tuschinski, <laughs> Robert Olson, Ralph Walker, Mike Gaylord, Troy Ray, Thomas Nettleton, and Eric B. Merrick Boosfield, Adam Rogers, Ben, Matt and Andy have to read whatever I type hill. <laughs> so true. Stephen Steve- Cotter. Katya Woolishin, Catherine Kip Corbett, Brandon Davis, Lieutenant Commander Jeff E. Uh, did we make him a lieutenant commander? Oh, no. I read what he wrote, though. Kendra Song, Brian Tier, Mr. Bundy, Doug Atkinson, Chris Love, Derek Westover, and John Turin. Kamal Abul Hussein, Matthew Dillon, Frederick Roy. Roa. I always do it wrong. Can you type in the right way right there? Uh, Nicholas well, Jones. this is only for this document. Du- oh, really? It won't come up later? There you go. Uh, Nicholas Jones, Diana Martin, Aaron N., Lieutenant Matt Mangus, Preston Foster, Jeffrey Child, Andrew Barber, Nathan Haney, Lance Dylan Harper, sorry, Lance Daniel Harper, uh, Stuart Allen, Stuart Allen, Dylan Harper, I believe, is a porn star. Is that true? I believe so. I did it. Way to go, Lance. Stephen White, J.D. Cohen, Alex D. Geslin. Jennifer Leader, Cat Face, Risa Kochuk, a werewolf 
with a Chinese menu in his hand. Uh, Chris Dival, Tony King, Ross, the headless Thompson Gunner McLeod. Rob Sabine or Sabin? Sure. Uh, Heather Nelson, Jesse Elliott, Chris Allen, Andrew Firstunda. Nice. <laughs> you one up me. Uh, Dan Kostelik, uh, Lizzie D, Emily Eldred, Jesse Glaspie, Fred Coppersmith, Stevie Marie Nickel, Ben Roach, Kellen Adamson. Mike Jones, Lieutenant Dim, Paul Sharp, Kristen Scalisi, Gareth Case, Jonathan Sourshell. Beth Harrington, NCC1701. Nice. The Dude Never Bowls, Tim, Tim Collins, Collins, Carolyn Land, Claire Powells, Luke Morgan Rowe, Vincent Neri, Adrian Carter, Anthony Trepiconi. Trepicione? The fact that we remember to do this every time is still staggering to yes. me. Of all the things we don't remember, Daryl the Animal Noy. Christopher Finagi. Chad and Yarborough. Chuck Day. Uh, Liam. Well, hang on. That's a tough one. <laughs> Ready? Here it is. I am the president. I am the pre- Perez E. Dent. You well scamp. Done. Doug Mai. Kyle Thompson. Catherine Novacek. Uh, Kathleen Guzman. Matthew Tiberius Burns. Adam Zani. Stephen Herman. Jason Sinclair. Jack Cavici. Kelly Newman. Rachel Dylan Snyder. Matthew L. Went. Christopher Colbert. Joel Greenbow. Ron LeBlanc. Anthony Rideout. Mark Redinius. I feel like we're probably irritating a lot of people in the hallways as they walk by us and we read all these lines. Well, that's only if the cargo bay door is open to the president's circle. You hear the music. The holiday day is going. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, What are we up to? Mark Redinius? I believe I had read Anthony Rideout, Mark Redinius, and Dan Billing, Andrew Gibson, Peter. Peter Sheeran. C.C. Sadler, Tom Kelsell, Catherine Shimmons, Robin Larson, Rebecca Shavida, Brett Euler, Joe Moore. Uh, Darren Dishong, Sasha, a CPA. Nice. Andrew Rivera III, Mark Pomprowitz, Andrew Witzel, Cave Art on Instagram and uh, Facebook. Uh, Ryan Solo, Barry Wallace, Chris Leopold, Mike, Lieutenant Mike Mann. Lieutenant Commander, Commander Mike Mann, I apologize. Andy Fitzgerald, Shriekenar, Brian Hellman, Richard Davis, Chris Nedgwitz, James Baker, William Temin, Jesse Hendricks, uh, Joseph Matthew, Brett Jarrett, Thomas T. Rikerson, Eric Mann, Stephen Small, Stephen Price, Jan Leppert, Timothy Cullen, Cody Wampenkamp, Mr. Ton- Lieutenant Tony Lynn. Oh, I skipped one. Yeah, Simon Harper. I'm sorry, Simon. Uh, Glenn Wath- Wakely. Uh, Sky Wilson. Uh, Tim Siebel. Robert Denton. Kate Lee M. And Jean-Luc Picard Montalban Jovi. Nice one to finish on, That's buddy. a beautiful one to finish on. Thank you all so much. You've been great. We've been us. Uh, tune in tonight for both the patron episodes, and uh, I love it. It's great. I love it too, guys. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you. And uh, Henry, would you like to say anything to our listeners? You have hiccups, buddy. He does have hiccups. This Ready? Is, I'm gonna, I gotta get a picture of all of this. Oh, Bo, get back up. You're ruining the whole thing. Henry, do you have anything to say to the United Federations of Planets President Circle's members for being with us? <laughs> Henry, say hello. Say hi. Hi, Henry. Henry, I know you're How seven are months you, buddy? old and you actually can't hey. say hi. 
Give me look at the happy little look. He's grabbing the podcast. He's grabbing oh. the mic. He's ready to start his own podcast. Me and uh, here he goes. He's me and Dory were we're trying to get uh, dueling content for our podcast. Hang on, let me just <gasps> hi, hey buddy. Turn up uh, this How microphone. That is uh, Henry. Can you say hiccups? Can you hiccup to people? Oh, he's, he's biting the mic, guys, and and Bo. and Bo is Bo. licking all over as he's doing it. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice nice hiccup buddy i'm so i'm so hot right now because of the microphone uh ladies and gentlemen that does it for us andy do you have our goodbye jingle queued up and ready to go i sure do buddy all right ladies and gentlemen we'll see you on the other side i must now beam us out Oh, dear. How do I do that? He's got a lot of stuff going on. Henry, can you find the transporter controls on deck 16 and just just hit the beam Andy and I directly into space? Henry, save us. (laughs) This kid is so happy looking. I think he disconnected me. Oh, I turned us both down. Hang on. Sorry, bud. Disengage. Follow Star Trek The Next Conversation on social media. You can find them on Instagram and Twitter at Star Trek TNC. On Facebook, search for Star Trek TNC and join the face group. Send comments, questions, prime correctives, and anything else to sttncpod at gmail.com. And if you'd like to leave a voice hail, call 816-TREK-TNC. That's 816-873-5862. For callers outside of the United States, use country code PLUS1. And don't worry, no one answers the phone. It's only for messages. If you've got something to mail to Matt or Andy, send it to Andrew Secunda, P.O. Box 46898, Los Angeles, California, 90046. And please send an email to let them know that something is coming. Finally, to support the podcast and get even more content, visit patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC. Be a lieutenant for only $5 per month or join the President's Circle for $17.01 per month.